that's what we're talking about today with me, Dan, and Cole. Cole, Goldboard. Cole, jump in anytime. It's just, I wasn't, I couldn't tell if that was the intro. It's just such a, it's such a light intro that I, you know, you don't even know it's there until it's already there. And you're like, oh, that was nice. Yeah. That was nice. Well, I I figured we'd keep it light and nice because today we're going to be talking about creativity. We're going to be talking about writing. Uh, This was something on our docket a couple weeks ago, but I chickened out uh, because this this is a very personal topic to me. This is, this is my everything. I am a professional writer. And uh, this is something, you know, the topic of creativity and writing and managing it is, uh, yeah, it, it's tied into some some deeper stuff. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna rip that bandaid w- wide open, show all the all the scars. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to to see the scars, to talk about the scars, and to talk about how you've grown from this from from the pain. Mm-hmm. And the pleasure, we, you know, no. some of them are pleasure scars. Just, yeah, I would. I guess those are a thing. But more importantly, we do have ch- we do have a challenge. To ch- we don't have any challenges from last week, but we do have a part two of your challenge to check in on. So let's yeah. check in on that. Uh, what was my challenge? You bought that T-shirt in an attempt to win win love or something something that you regret yeah. and should have regretted and you were trying to get your money back from Amazon because it never arrived. It was probably stolen. In relation to um, budgeting. Well, Cole, I'm going to tell you, we have the ultimate success story because I completed this challenge in ways that combined budgeting and tidying up. Here's what happened. I found the shirt. Uh, my roommate <laughs> brought it inside and put it in, in the corner somewhere. I discovered the shirt, but... Not to be outdone because I, I want to make sure that, you know, the, the lessons of budgeting and mindful spending have been learned. Uh, there was another charge on my card, uh, this one for $95 from a doctor's appointment, which I canceled. And I followed up. I called them. I waited on the line. I said, hey, I, I canceled this appointment in time specifically so I wouldn't have to spend $95. Also, uh, my insurance is supposed to make it so I wouldn't have to spend $95 anyway. Uh, I should My copay should be zero. So we, we got to figure out all sorts of stuff. We figured out that stuff. They removed the charge, and I am $95 uh, less in debt. That's amazing. That I wish you could have worked in, like, uh, cooking there, too, and this could have been, like, the season finale where you just you put everything you've learned into practice. But I, I do have a follow-up that I think is most on the listeners' minds. Did you, are you going to re- return the shirt? No, I don't think so. I think um, I think I'm going to keep it as a trophy of as a reminder of my failure. I think I need it as a last to, place trophy or something. Yeah, so so that I I know I'm going to hang it up on my wall. Uh, the shirt says "Men aren't funny," but on the back it's going to say, "But they sure do budget well," and uh, I'll I'll remember it forever. What, which side's going to be hanging up and showing on the wall? I'll hang it from a hanger from the ceiling. So both can, sides can be just visible. Spin and I'll it. spin it. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Now it's, now it's, now it's art really. Yeah. So that's a cheap piece of art. I'd say. $25 in a hanger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, that, that was, I'd call that a successful uh, challenge, but I don't need to follow up on that again, I guess. Yeah. We're done. Nice job. You uh, lost 25 and you found 95. Yeah. Results may vary with budgeting. That is that I've actually I've I've had a, a few similar things recently since I do all my all my transactions now come into my you need a budget app so every day I see transactions so I found a few things that I didn't know I was still paying for like we just canceled our Nintendo monthly subscription which is four dollars and doesn't do anything for us mm, that's a good one forty eight dollars a year any any others you you sussed out. It was a it was a home warranty on a home we no longer own that that lasted a couple months and they refunded all of it. But that's 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 a secret thing you might not think about whenever you keep your mind on all your expenses because when you see expenses come in, you don't you didn't actually transact. It's money you you'd you'd lose otherwise if you weren't paying attention. Here's something you're probably also not paying attention to: this transition. <music> Thank you.
Cole, you want to start talking about creativity? That was the most creative transaction I've ever seen. So I'm very excited for your tips on creativity and what kind of creativity goals we could be shooting for. Yeah, well, I mean, so so the thing, I, I think the overarching thing with, you know, creativity goals is going to end up being that there might not be them. I don't know. We're going to have to talk about it. Um, so I, I'm the one leading this through. And um, like I said, this this is a little bit personal to me because I am a writer. Like I said, I write for a comedy website. I'm always thinking, of, you know, I, I want to do more. I want there's so many things in this town, in this business, uh, Los Angeles, California, Hollywood, where wherever you are in the, in the industry, you can always go up, you can always sell a screenplay, you can always make that next movie. There's this constant pressure to be producing. And it's also because of that, there's um, a tremendous amount of stress and, you know, a feeling of a, a lack of fulfillment. So that, that's been a constant battle. But I'll, I'm going to get into, I'm just going to start off with, with what is creativity because so many people define it differently. I found a definition by Marianne F. Cole that I liked. She says, creativity focuses on the process of forming original ideas through exploration and discovery. Creativity is not about doing something better than others. It's about thinking, exploring, discovering, and imagining. Creativity is found in the obvious, art, music, but can also be found in science and play. Interesting. Okay. In terms of goals, what, what, what's the why of creativity? And what's, what's your why? You know, I think the beauty of it, and I think what makes this interesting is, and I think what I'm going to get into is I, I don't know if creativity, ne- I, I, I think that there are bad whys. I was going to say it doesn't have a why, or it's almost at its purest when there is no why. But I'm going to say that that's not true. I think the why, um, and, and, and it's a why, I think anyone, not just artists, you know, like uh, Marianne said, can be creative. I think it's just a genuine expression of your own humanity, right? Uh, be it artistic or what. I think as humans, we seek to find new ways to do things and, and do them in inventive ways and in expressive ways and unique ways and individualized ways. I think that's just, it's kind of like what gives life joy, right? It's what makes it different. So I just think it's an innate thing. I was I was listening to a an interview I think it was Tim Ferriss podcast with Yuval Noah Noah Harari I, I probably butchered that name he he wrote Sapiens Have you heard of that book I have heard of it yes he wrote Sapiens and he's his like underlying belief about humanity is that we all just have a desire for others to understand us so that they can help us to understand ourselves interesting but it sounds like that really ties into creativity. So that might be creativity is our, our way to of expressing something that we probably don't, we can't fully communicate other than through art or new ways of thinking. And Interesting. It's, then it's the other people's perspective on your creation that can enlighten you and enlighten them about yourself. Right. But you know, and I, I'm glad you asked this why, because I now that I'm, I'm thinking about it, there's so many other reasons to write, at least for me to, you know, it's again, it's so broad creativity, but um, artistic creativity to, you know, write creatively. I mean, for me, I think I do it to entertain simply, you know, I do it. I think understand, I think that's a great reason. I do think that it's as a way to express things that I can't, otherwise express or for other people to understand me. I think that is fair so that I can understand myself. I think it does help me understand myself. But of course, I also do it because it's my job and uh, because it's a pathway to other things in my life, money, higher standing in the social ladder. But you're on, you're on two podcasts, so what are you talking about? <laughs> That's How's true. That possible? I'm pretty much at the top. But no, that's the thing. It's uh, I'm I'm really not, and, there, and there's always a high. I think even the Tom Cruises of the world. I mean, they're still right. They still have to crank out a new Mission Impossible. They can't ever rest on their laurels. And I don't. I mean, it, it's I don't know if it's a 
disease or a blessing or, you know, what it is, but I think it's just innate. You just, you have to express yourself. You have to, it's just fun. You have to be making new shit, but I've, yeah, go ahead. I I've always wanted to write. Like I've always felt like I, I should write. And I feel like I've recently come to the conclusion of that, that like, cause I never really made any progress at it. I hate like that. I think it's an ego thing for me mm-hmm. where it's like, I want, it's probably goes back to wanting others to understand myself that I felt like I have things to share, but it, I've never also, I've also never felt that I needed to write something. I've always just felt like I should be writing. Mm-hmm. And I recently I've come to that conclusion that should is meaningless. It's I should only do something when I, so I don't, I should only write and put, make myself stressed about writing when it's something that I, I feel like I need to do. So otherwise it's pure ego. Um, you know, I, I, I think I agree with that. Um, I think God ego is, is such a, you know, I think what you talked, talked about is, is I think my central, um, qualm with, you know, this, why this is so sensitive, why I needed two weeks off to, to bring this up is that I always feel like I should be writing. Right. Um, I, I think at its purest form, kind of what you said, it, it, there, there isn't a should, it, it should be, um, it, it's, it, it, it's right. It's from the guy. I mean, I'm going to, I can, I, I have some examples, but you know, we don't have to talk about the, the, what the scientists say. We know what the scientists say. You know what I mean? We know what the ancient Greeks yeah. and Romans thought. Yeah, we can they're just all, talk about it. They're all just people. We're people, uh, they're people. But I, I do want to, I do want to not so much put a bow on this as take aim at this. Cause it's a, such a huge topic. Are we talking about creativity this week? Are we talking about writing? Are we talking about how to do the work or how, how can you? Well, all right. So I'm going to tell you my, my outline. I was going to answer four central questions. Okay. Wow. So I was going to someone... answer, answer. What is creativity? Can anyone be creative? How to unlock your creativity? And then the myth of the depressed artist. Sounds like this nerd did his myths. homework. Buckle I, up. I think we're talking about creativity, but for me, you know, I'm tying writing to it. Um, but we're talking about creativity, I think, and, and okay. artistic expression. So the how to, you know, rather than writing itself where punctuation and, you know, maybe here are some people, you know what I mean? I think we're just talking about, because for me, the problem has been, here. here's my, here's my why, why I wanted to do this topic. I haven't written, I mean, I've written every week, but I haven't written, I want to write a pilot, you know? And whether that is an outright goal for for me, whatever we decide at the end of this for my challenge, whether it's to just get started, whatever it is, whatever permutation it takes, you know, I have certain things that I feel like I should be doing creativity, create creatively, that I don't. Uh, I don't think it's. Uh, I think it's a very common problem amongst my friends. In fact, everyone I know here always feels that way. Um, I don't know if, if you guys have that or, you know, if people who haven't like given themselves to Hollywood feel that, but uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to explore um, the, the how to be, inc- how to be creative, how to unlock that creative side of you. And I have some answers. Marijuana. Uh, marijuana. <laughs> and a podcast. And a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, uh, let's dig in then. We have the Why? Yeah. Now let's get to the the meat of it. Let's let's see what kind of research you did. Okay. Well, so how to unlock your creativity? Let's just let's just go to that, right? There's studies that suggest. I I think there's a dichotomy between um, this belief that when you want to be creative, uh, creativity it it either it just strikes you, or it's something that you you wake up. You sit at your desk and you eke out. Right. And I think that there are those two kind of fighting beliefs. And I think the truth is that I, I, both in a way can be destructive. They say science says that habits uh, can help foster creativity, like writing down new ideas, trying new things, regular learning or learning uh, unfamiliar subjects walking outside, just exposing yourself to life fosters creative ideas. Um, so it's not like, you know, 
that God struck you with this, you know, you actively seek enrichment. Uh, at the same time, the biggest inhibitors of creativity are stress and is this idea of ego and that you are, that you should be making greatness. This idea of genius, that that someone is a creative genius rather than in the ancient Romans described it as, you know, it would like be like you caught genius. You know, it wasn't ascribed to the person. Anyone could be, could have creative genius. That was the thing. The genius was on the object, not the person. So like you're trying, like if you're trying to be a genius, if you're trying to do something profound, a genius, you probably, it's, it's not going to be as profound probably because genius comes from authenticity. And if you're trying to do what others will think is genius, then it's coming from others' expectations. I think that's right. Let me, let me read Elizabeth Gilbert's Ted talk. This uh, Lizzie. Yeah. Yeah. Lizzie, she wrote eat, pray, love. I'm going to read this uh, segment from her. Daring greatly is I think another one city of girls. She also wrote. You're a big fan. I didn't know that. She she's also I hate to talk about Tim Ferriss every episode, but you know, how how do you how do you not? But she she had a really good episode with Tim Ferriss and she's got she's got a really interesting story. And her episode was mostly was a lot about fostering creativity. Yeah. Um and, and Tim Ferriss is also someone who is 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 into that. Uh is that's a big thing for him. And I think he has an interesting approach. Um and maybe we'll get to him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this about Elizabeth Gilbert. I, I think it sets the stage well. So she said that people believed that creativity was this divine uh, attendant spirit that came to human beings from some distant un and unknowable source for distant and unknowable reasons. The Greeks famously called these divine attendant spirits of creativity uh, daemons. The Romans had the same idea, but they called that sort of disembodied creative spirit a genius. And this is how people thought about creativity in the West for a really long time. Then the Renaissance came and everything changed. And we had this big idea. And the big idea was, let's put the individual human being at the center of the universe above all gods and mysteries. And there's no more room for mystical creatures who take dict uh, dictation from the divine. And it's the beginning of rational humanism. And people started to believe that creativity came completely from the self or the of the individual. And the first time in history, you start to hear, hear people referring to this or that artist as being a genius rather than having a genius. And that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. And she says it's so much better. Uh, she says, I think this was a huge error. I think that allowing somebody, one more, one mere person to believe that he or she is like the vessel, like the font and the essence and the source of all divine, creative, unknowable, eternal mystery is just a smidge too much responsibility to put on one fragile human psyche. And it definitely takes away the effort, the recognition of effort, because a lot of the, a lot of creativity is struggle. And if it's, you're looking for divine intervention or, or inspiration, that it, it's almost like it just it just happens and it was easy, and you can't really take any credit for it. Right, and I mean that's that is where it, it it's tough because that is where the ego comes into place, and um, you know. I don't think that God actually strikes a person down with creativity. I, I think it is like almost the scientists say that you are inspired through your through your everyday life. And and I do think, you know, they they do call it um that it, it can be like a muscle. You can build up your creativity, you can work your creativity. But the problem happens whether or not what you ascribe the creativity to the main inhibitor of being creative, of doing good work is the pressure to be genius, right? It's a self-defeating thing. Um, if you kind of let it come to you and do it as, rather than as a need, but as a want, uh, you tend to get uh, better results. It, it tends to be much easier. Right, you need to have the attitude of, who cares, this isn't that important, or just that, you, you're, you're creating for your own sake, not for, to, not to be a genius. 
stress is a well-known creativity killer, says psychologist Robert Epstein. Time constraints are another. So there are all sorts of things that when you put too much pressure on yourself, it ends up fucking you. Here's, here's a couple of things that you can do, though, if you're trying to be more creative. Uh, you can surround yourself with interesting things and people, uh, broaden your knowledge, uh, seek out challenging problems, and uh, write your ideas down in a notebook, journal, voice recorder, whatever, and you could work your creativity like a muscle, according to Robert Epstein. But I find it interesting that he doesn't say work at your craft. Um, you know, he doesn't say if you're a writer, go out and write. He kind of says, you know, write your ideas down, but not, you know, he doesn't say write more pilots. Um, and I think that's really interesting. I think there's a difference between craft and, uh, and art, right? Craft and, and, and creativity. And I wonder if he's more speaking to people that are already pretty well accomplished or like for himself at this point, at this point, cause he's already has a lot of the skills that he just, he really just needs to wait for inspiration of some sort. Well, I don't know. I don't even know if he does. Like, I think he's a scientist, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's more neurological, Let's see. but I'm, I'm also going to talk about, uh, so for me, I think a big issue I've had is uh, sitting down to write something and wanting it to be good and wanting to get that pilot out, even if I haven't had an idea or I do have an idea and um, it's just, there's so much stress on myself. There's so much pressure that this thing has to be great so it could propel me forward in my career or within my ego so I can tell myself that I am good, that I am genius, you know? that I am worthy of doing this thing, uh, it can be paralyzing. And uh, to combat that, I went to Dan Harmon, writer of Rick and Morty, amongst other things, community. And I think he has some of the best attitudes about it. He, he has said that, uh, you know, creativity is just getting over your bullshit and letting stuff flow through you. Uh, one way is to get so drunk and angry that you have nothing left. Uh, another way is to just breathe four times and eat some yogurt. You want to make shit. You want to make, you want to set out to write something awful. And then you write it and then you refine it uh, rather than set out to make something great. And if you come in just saying, this is going to be garbage, then you have no expectations. And I think uh, recently I had my own kind of similar effect, this creative epiphany, where uh, poems, I wrote erotic poems for people. Uh, Cole's smiling because he knows about this. but For charity. This, for charity, right. I kind of stumbled in, this This was huge for me. Um, I, I kind of stumbled into just this uh, creative, just amalgamate, like it was just the perfect conditions for, for me, uh, totally by accident, but I, I don't, normally write erotic poems. Uh, I don't normally do writing for charity. I, uh, you know, don't normally have, uh, you know, anyone like a, an audience for that, but I set out to do that for whatever reason. And uh, because I didn't give a fuck about any of the poems because I am not a professional erotic poetry writer. Or was not uh, at least at the time. At least not at the time. I didn't care and I would just write these things and then uh, it turned out to be some of my best work of just anything I've ever written. Wow. Uh, and I did, I did like a handful of, I've done like nine you, or 10. I think you owe me one actually still. I do, I know I, and I do, well, so here's what happened and here's what I realized um, and I do, I, I have like another 10 to do. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, Valentine's day is coming, be on the lookout. I have another tend to do. And what happened was I would, I would give these poems to, to the people who, who wanted them and it was for charity. So, you know, again, the expectations were low. Uh, I felt like, you know, if I just shit on a piece of paper, you know, it's, it's going to a good cause. They, they know what they're signing up. But instead, I, I wrote things that were really great and they shared them. And, and I could tell they were really, it wasn't just the outside validation. I knew after reading, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Um, it shared and, and, and so people would share them. And then I started getting 
uh, messages in my inbox and people would literally say to me, uh, make me art. You know, they weren't asking for erotic poems anymore. They weren't saying, you know, I want something to beat, you know, rub my clit to. They were saying, make me art. And when they did that, I suddenly, my entire structure that I had, you know, this scaffolding that I've that I erected for creativity, it just collapsed because all of a sudden, you know, this wasn't shit. Yeah, it's it's second nature to me right now. Created other directions. I had a lot of pressure and and it greatly slowed my process. Once they saw that you had already made some good ones, they were like, I want one even better. Right. I had to I had to up myself. I had to outdo myself every time. Or at least, you know, whether it was stress from them or or stress from myself, uh, I put that expectation on myself. It made it harder to do. I did see, yeah, I did see some of them and I, it was definitely a case of, it was a lot better than you expected going in. And then as soon as you, you shifted your expectations, you probably slowed down. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that kind of, that kind of ties into the whole idea of first drafts are crap, but people that haven't actually done a first draft draft, they don't, they're expecting to sit down and make something good instead of making something crap and then shaping that into something better. And it's that, and I think that's where a lot of people stop doing anything creative is whenever, as soon as they start trying something, it's a lot harder and not as good as they thought at first. And they, they don't, you don't hear, you don't hear a lot about the craft in creating second drafts of things. It's, it's, it's more, you, exp- you only ever see finished work. Uh, I think that's true, but I think also for me it was, I mean, all the poems I did were essentially first drafts. It was, but I, I do think that's part of it. Well, you know what? They were first drafts that I chipped away at, right? I think another way to look at it is like, you know, I think a lot of, you know, that SpongeBob episode uh, where SpongeBob sculpts Michelangelo, he, he sculpts David, you know, the Michelangelo creation. It's been come on, it's Cole. Been, you're not. It's been over a decade. I, oh my God! All right. Well, God damn it. Uh, for anyone listening, yeah, yeah, I totally do. Yeah, okay, great. Continue. I was getting nothing out of you. Yes. So SpongeBob, he takes the mallet, he takes the chisel. There's a big rock. He hits it, and immediately all of the rocks crumble, and out comes. You know, he studies the the marble for a second. He hits the marble, and then out comes a perfectly sculpted. Oh. Uh, David, you got to lick the marble. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Right. Yeah, you remember. Yeah. Yeah. But that's actually not normally, you know, what happens. You kind of when you're sculpting something, you chisel a little bit here, you chisel a little bit there. It's a constant process that is organic, that, you know, is living as you do it. And and I think uh, just talk about the process of, of the poems. I think that's what that was. But to me, the 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 restraint was it wasn't that people weren't used to a first draft or they weren't like, it, I mean, the expectations were low. Um, and if I gave them something that wasn't good, there would be no fallout because it was for charity. Right. And if I gave them something and I, I could just let myself freely write, I could focus on them without any thought of, you know, I could focus on the art without any thought of how good does this need to be for it to, you know, for me to keep my reputation intact, for me to, you know, at least in the first few. Um, Your reputation as an erotic poet. Uh, right, my, my reputation as, a, <laughs> as an erotic poet, as a person of uh, talent uh, artistically. Um, you know, this is for charity. I'm not letting anyone down if I give a bad poem because they already paid me. It's already going to the charity, you know. Um, so uh, that's all, all to say that uh, low expectations uh, is, is just one way to help foster creativity. Um, but, you know, there's, at least for me, there, there's all sorts of probably different types of people who maybe, you know, they need high pressure to, to get the best out of them. I'm not sure, but, you know, everything I read seemed to indicate that's not necessarily the case. So the, the secret is kind of that no one cares until it's good. 
Yeah, I guess so. No one cares until there's a second season, you know? Yeah, no one no one cares how good you are at something until you've actually done something good. And then then at that point you already know you can do something good. So if you're just starting from if you're starting out, no one no one cares how good at you are at sculpting if you never sculpted before. No one even knows that you're sculpting right now. That's true. I mean, I think it's also, you know, and it's it's an internal pressure too, right? You know, if you know, it could be your own expectations that are holding you back. Um, if you have built up, like you said, your ego, if you have built up your ego to believe that you should be a great sculptor, uh, it might be paralyzing for you to start sculpting. Okay, so that, that speaks to the, so, so far you've kind of spoken about the approach as you're sitting down to do something. You've, and you've spoken about how to foster creativity in your life. I think that was kind of where the Gilbert and the Epstein was coming from. Mm -hmm. So where, where are we going to go from here? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know what? It's so funny because we, we focus this on me, this episode, but I actually kind of, I think, I think we made a mistake. I think when you asked me this, I actually wonder what are your creative endeavors and you know what questions do you need answered uh you, you talked about writing the book but was it kind of just like oh i won't write a book or you know is there something else that, that you want to express yourself in a way that you feel like you're holding yourself back i don't know that i am right now because i did just have that realization and i've taken that pressure off of myself and i i've I, i've read a lot about writing and about creativity just because i'm, I'm interested in performance and that's Performance is creativity, whether like whether that be cooking or lifting weights kind of in a way it's you got to get in there and actually do the work regardless. And you just have to have a different approach, depending on what you're trying to do. So I think I, I have some questions for you more about your craft, the genius thing versus the the craft. It's kind of the question of do you believe writer's block is a thing? So what, what's your stance on writer's block well, or I think, any yeah, block? I think any block. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I think it's usually what happens when your anxieties outweigh your, your motivation. That's probably not right, but okay. well, your anxieties way out. Yeah. They, they block your ability to, to perform. Um, and I, I guess it also could be just a lack of inspiration. What, so you're not giving fuel to, to your artist's mind. Have there been any specific topics or m methods? I don't know what the, 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 the phrase is for, for this, but like, you know, short story versus writing pilots versus writing erotic poetry. Are there any of those that come easier to you? Like, is there, do you think that certain people are drawn to certain, or not so much drawn, but going to be better at certain artistic pursuits? That's a really good question. I don't know. Uh, I I think for me, the reason I ero erotic poetry was easy for me was because I didn't care about it because I had no pressure on myself. Maybe it could be that I am just naturally, you know, that that's my destiny. That's my calling is to write erotic poetry. Um, but I don't think that's the case. Uh, it, it, it just wouldn't make sense to me. You know, I think that there's probably a lot of, you know, I, I think I'm creative in different facets of my life. And, you know, I think I'm probably just maybe an outside the box thinker. I think everyone is, you know, just writing jokes or, or just being a weirdo or, you know, just, all right. So here, here's, I was, here's the story. I remember being with your family. Uh, I think this was you. And I couldn't stop thinking of pizza shop names that had puns in them. <sighs> Doesn't and I remember mean, like annoying the fuck out of your mom who was like, all right, great. I don't the know slice is was... right. Cool. <laughs> well, I think maybe they, they just weren't actually that. They probably just didn't actually get that annoyed at you, but it might have, I don't know. And it just didn't stick out to me. No, I mean, I'm sure they, you know, they didn't like <laughs> stop the car. And <laughs> like, get out, you're walking. Yeah. <laughs> no more pizza shop names. But no, I do remember that was like, you know, I was an eccentric kid who was just, you know, was wowed with my own, but I don't think, you know, just because I kept thinking of, I don't know if that means that I'm necessarily like my divine calling is to think of puns for pizza shops. I, I just think that 
I needed to be a little special flower that day. And, you know, I think my family's favorite artistic pursuit of yours has been the, uh, the letter to Nate McLeod, the baseball player from my sister, mm -hmm. where you just wrote a, a fan letter to a mediocre baseball player that my sister was obsessed with. I know for me personally, uh, and I remember doing those things, and I remember doing that one. I think I did one for J.J. Watt, too. Probably. Um, Less mediocre. Probably as mediocre of a baseball player. Probably. <laughs> uh, again, so doing those things, I remember, um, yeah, they, they brought me great joy. It's very fun. And, and the best part is, is it's not, you know, there's no expectation, right? There's no... No one's sitting, there's, there's no editor, there's no critic, there's no professional letter writer to Nate McLeod for a friend's sister. You yeah. Know? So whatever I do, it's, it's gold, you know? In so a way, it's very yeah. easy. Yeah. Well, so what I think we've covered so far is we've covered how to foster creativity in your life, not so much in the actual pursuit, which is, you know, surrounding yourself with interesting things, broadening your knowledge, uh, seeking out creativity, which so a goal from that could be, and I'll steal and embracing boredom. That's a big embracing one. boredom. Yeah. So a goal. So there's a there's a there's a bunch of goals from that. There's in the artist way. There's a, which is a a book about fostering creativity in your life. I think the the author writes about how you should give yourself an artist date each week, where you give like two yeah. to three hours. You're alone and you're just doing something. Interesting. It could just be going to a movie alone. It could be sitting in the park, watching the birds or something where you're just, it's time purely for yourself. Another goal could be to just carve out an hour or maybe even longer where you're embracing boredom, where you're not doing anything. I was listening to a Neil Gaiman interview and yeah. again, again, Tim Ferriss just today where he, his approach to writing is he'll, some, well, one of his many approaches is he'll he'll either say he can do nothing or he can write. And he really enjoyed just looking at the window for 10 minutes, but then he gets bored with that. And then it's like, well, I'd really rather write at this point. Embracing the boredom both allows you to exist purely within your own mind and also makes, makes the craft look even more alluring in that moment. I think that's true. Uh, I love that you brought up the artist's way because it all of the main tenets of the artist's way uh, are, are kind of things that, you know, through the research, at least are, are congruent, right? So you do morning pages, mm -hmm. which is kind of like a way to just, you know, get yourself going and, and get out like your, your thoughts, you know, to make it, it's to get you writing with, without any pressure, you, you know, just it's just, dumping. it's just dumping, right? Then there's giving yourself to a higher power, which again, that's taking, it's, it's like the ancient Roman version of genius. It's saying, okay, this isn't, this isn't my genius anymore. It's divine. I don't have to put the pressure on myself. It, it comes from God or whatever, you know, and like, and then there's exactly, there's, you know, the artist state. It's again, here's a method to, I need to keep inspiring myself. You know, I need to find different outlets to foster because that's the other thing about the pandemic is that it's very hard to, you know, you're in, you're in, you're alone, you're in isolation. There's not much, you're not going to a movie theater. My favorite version of inspiration in, of, of a character's getting inspiration in film and TV is Don Draper. His go-to when he needs a good ad is to go to the movies. Interesting. Yeah. Cause that kind of gets you out into the zeitgeist. Okay, so that's so we have we have some goals around just making your life a better place for creativity. The low expectations for your writing. I don't know how we can turn that into a goal. That's more of a mindset to have as you're approaching something that like just you're you're not that big of a deal. So just yeah. just until you are. But then at that point, but you've even got something that works I, for you. I yeah. have to, yeah. I'm yeah, not cares? destroying ego, I think. Dude, I, I'd love to talk about Kanye West completely like fucks everything up but uh yeah we'd love to talk about how Kanye West completely fucks everything up yeah maybe if who Kanye has the time imagine come on the pod because I the guy's so talented but his, his ego is so I, I wonder I, I wonder how that happens but I mean certainly a lot of talented people have big egos but I, I wonder 
I, I, I just, I wonder how it works for them. There's probably a point at which your ego is so big that you're not getting in your own way. You should be getting in your own way. Mm, that's probably true. Yes, that's probably what it is. And I'd, I'd also, I do want to talk about then the actual, how to get yourself to actually do the work because you can have the right lifestyle. You can have the right mindset, but how do you make yourself actually do the work? Well, it's tough because, you know, part of me thinks it's, and we know this, it's waking up every day at 5 a.m., you know, like Ernest Hemingway style and putting five hours on the page. And then part of me is it's separating, maybe Cole McLaren style maybe, or just, and you know, separating myself and being like, you know what, like if I want to do this thing, I should do it. And if I don't, then I shouldn't you know, force myself to like, it's let it come to me when I, when I want to, uh, and otherwise just embrace boredom. Well, I think my approach is that I shouldn't even have an approach because I should, I like, I'm not doing it right now. Whereas to take the, the Hemingway approach and then a lot of other people, a lot of other famous authors, uh, we're talking a lot about writing because that's just the, the most effective lens we have for this is that, once you already have, you know what you're doing, you still need to put in the time. It doesn't just happen. So a lot of people just make, force themselves into a room for a few hours where they have nothing else to do. Uh, I've read that Ian Fleming, author of the James Bond books, he hates writing. He, he, he hated writing, but he just has to do it because he, he had the contract and he was the best at it. So he would book two weeks in a hotel, in a bad hotel, in a city where he had no desire to see anything in it. It's like a really boring location, a really drab hotel where the only thing he had to do because he was there for two weeks was right. So it's a lot of, a lot of people just force themselves into doing it by taking, getting rid of other options. Well, here's the thing though. And I don't care if anyone ever listens to this podcast or this episode, this one's for me, but I and, I, and I wanted to talk about this as part of my catharsis anyway. I'm sitting here and I'm, you know, I have a, 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 a what is it? It's a crisis of conscience or it's some sort of like, you know, I'm just existentially flummoxed because I'm not writing the things that I want to write that I think are important. That said, during quarantine, I wrote, over 300 comedy articles, you know, I put on multiple Zoom shows, you know, where I collaborated and wrote multiple scripts that were parodies. I did those poems. I do also podcasts. I do two of them. You know, I like I, I'm sure there's eight other things that, you know, that I've ended up doing creatively I mean, the, the articles that's for my job, you know, so kind of like your, your Ian Fleming example. Yeah, I, I had to do them. So I did them and they were what they were. So it's kind of like, you know, part of me is like, you know, maybe it is just me kind of going, wait a second, like I'm as fucking prolific as anybody, like maybe chill out, you know? My question for you there then would be either why aren't you writing what you want to be writing or... Do you think you really actually want to be writing the things you aren't writing? Or do you feel like you should be writing it? Well, I think that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like maybe maybe the solution is for me to just be so jazzed about the project that I need to get it out there um, rather than putting this pressure on myself. But then it's like, well, if I want to write for TV, I have to have another pilot done. That right. You know, I have to have a new pilot. And it's, you know, but maybe that's... Maybe just because I want to write for TV doesn't mean I will because, you know, maybe the people who are writing for TV, I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe I'm talking in circles because you obviously, you're not going to have a solution to this. I kind of. I have a challenge for you. Okay. Let me and hear. I don't know if you have the time, but I, you, know, you can make the time. I want you to write the shittiest pilot you've ever written and send it just to me. I, I love that challenge. Can you do it in a week? No, God, no. <laughs> I want it on my desk in a week. I love our challenge music. I, we, need, we need it next week again. I want at least the concept and a synopsis by next week. I will give you 
you know what sucks about this week is that I'm doing an extra article. I'm doing a full length article for Cracked. Um, okay, well, I mean, concept and synopsis. That's 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 that. I mean, once you have the inspiration, that's what an hour. Not it shouldn't even be an hour because it's shit. That's true. Just tell me what it's about. Okay. So I, think I will. You need I to be will, living a life that fosters your inspiration. I will write a synopsis and at least a, I'm 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 doubling down because I uh, I think I can do this. I know um, you can do this. Well, not only will I do the synopsis, but I also do a one page, at least a one to three page cold open that I will read okay. on the pod. Oh, whoa. Okay, great. But just to you with the audio off. Okay. Okay, great. So it'll just be, we're going to play it on the podcast, but there just won't be any audio. Yeah, it'll be silent. That'd be great. That'll be, that'll be your time next week, audience, to think about what you want to do in your life now cole okay i have a challenge for you okay um or i, I have a discussion for you that i want to talk about okay um the discussion can, that leads to a challenge i think so or maybe but because i i, I think it kind of i have to re-examine my priors it, it you surprised me uh i guess i thought that i i don't know i'm, I'm surprised that there's not something creative that you've found yourself fiddling with or, or wanting to express yourself with or honestly you know, some sort I of think TikTok clout you could chase. I hate that stuff. Honestly, this podcast is big for me because what what I think that I am very good at is knowing a lot about how to do a lot of things. Not so much doing them in my life, but I'm very good at I've read a lot about different ways of approaching a lot of different things that people have goals for and life planning. So that's, I think this podcast is kind of my creative outlet, outlet for that, where I have a really hard time writing things that I feel like have already been written. So like for me to, my, my floor for sitting down and doing something is I feel like it has to have never been done before, but. Which is, that's, impossible. that's a tough floor. Yeah. 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 So like, I, 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 it's a hard thing for me to adjust in my mind. So it's a lot easier just to have this podcast right now. I mean, you could still, I, I would still welcome any, any challenge. Cause it's, it is, I do enjoy uh, creative pursuits. Well, I have a few things. One of them is, you know, I have some thoughts on your thing about the floor um, about the, you know, something that's ne- never been done before. I think exactly to your point that, yeah, everything written is someone has basically, done something like it. Uh, I do think that, you know, when, when someone, Cole McLaren, you yourself offer a unique perspective to a certain thing and that's what makes it um, different. You know, it, the deeper you dig in personally, I myself, that's something I uh, try to, you know, I think that's finding your voice. That said, I, I, want, I want to challenge you to find some sort of creative pursuit you know, something to, to fiddle around with. I don't know. I, I guess I just kind of assume because I'm the way I am. It's like, I'm constant, like everyone. So here's my life for anyone still listening who gives a shit here. Here's, here's the world I see. Cause I I'm in, I'm in Hollywood. I'm in the comedy community. I've said that 10 billion times, but if you're not in this, it, I think it, it would be kind of shocking to you. The, the world I experience because my Instagram feed and I know this, Cole, because I know what you, what you're like, like you don't post on Instagram, Mickey posts, but you know, she posts, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, the house stuff. And I guess that's a little bit creative and, um, or it's a lot of creative, but it's. Mickey has a lot of creative pursuits. Mickey has a lot of creative pursuits, but, but she's, yeah, they're not, they're not, I don't want to take words out of your mouth, but like, I, I feel like where you're going is that a lot of like your whole timeline of, is people that are trying their best to for attention but also like that's who they are right is their creative pursuits whereas mickey just mickey's great at hobbies and she might like right now she's really into sewing and she 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 has a blog where she kind of keeps track of all that stuff but she's not like writing on it on it every week trying to become famous for it it's just like a it's she does she's in it for the craft right right which is which I actually think is the purest form of it, but, or maybe not, who knows? But my timeline, my Instagram is every person 
has a video. They are doing a character impression. They are doing a TikTok dance. They are showing their headshots. My Twitter is all there. I don't have, I used to have when I was in college, people talking about sports, people talking about news, people being like, oh, you know, the, the Jets traded this, you know, people reacting just, you know, my entire Twitter is jokes, is jokes and politics and politics about jokes and jokes about politics. And jokes are, you know, it's an art. My entire Facebook is just conversations about making them in the industry. And, and when I interact with, you know, when I do things with friends, we do not go for beer. We do not, we go, we do comedy shows. And, you know, my friends say, can you help me shoot a self-tape? And can you help me do this? And I, you know, went to do a YouTube shoot. And like, that's how, not because I wanted to do a YouTube shoot, because I wanted to hang out with my bud. You know, like that's my world. So it's just this like constant, constant, and you you take that in and you feel like, okay, everyone clearly the most important thing ever is it, it, it's just to me it's almost I'm like freaking out but it's almost <laughs> foreign to me that someone you know what I mean it's like you're an alien you know yeah or I I'm mean, the alien I guess you're just in such a you're in such a bubble and I don't know I've there's certainly there's certainly parts of that that are really great for fostering creativity in yourself because you're around people that are always creating as long as you're around people that are always creating and not people that are always trying to appear as if they're creating or like not good at it. Well, let's not push this on me for a second. I want to, I want to do this to you. Okay. So I want to take your, uh, we're talking about you and, and you know, what, what you think it is that, because I'd like to challenge you. I'd like to say, Hey, Cole, uh, you know, I, I challenge you to, to find some sort of creative hot, something that isn't just mechanical, something that isn't a video game. I don't think weightlifting counts as creative expression. Yeah. I I don't think carpentry or you know i think that the other well, one listed i think i does. think actually my job financial planning does not sound like it is but my job my day-to-day is basically i'll have i probably average two meetings a day mm-hmm. where i am meeting with people for tax planning investments stuff like that where it is it is a puzzle and it's not only like a, a logistical puzzle and a mechanical puzzle where like there's a correct way to do things but it's also communicating that with people and fitting it into their perspective and fitting it into their life. So, cause just because like there's the rational answer that I'll give a lot and I'll say, this is the rational answer. And there's the recommendation. Right. And that's all tailored to people. And it is, it is creative thinking after these meetings. I do feel after some, I've some, I feel, I feel drained, but I also feel like I've accomplished something, especially in, first appointments where I know nothing about these people really. And I'm learning about their life and I'm fitting in their character into my mind. So that like every time, so that I can easily slot in these recommendations into a frame that would make sense for them. I, I, I agree with that. I think that the, the nicest thing your dad ever said to me uh, <laughs> was he told me I'd made a good financial planner. Uh, because I was so creative <laughs> and I, I, I took that as the highest compliment from him. Um, that, that is a compliment because like, there's so much that we have to know that like, I mean, there's like probably thousands of different ways to do things that to communicate the why to people and to make it make sense in their life, not just today, but also in 30 years is drawing from a huge wealth of knowledge that, and also communicating with people because it's not just the same thing every time. Okay. So, but outside, because that is your job. So outside of that, and I mean, there is actually, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe it is the podcast. Maybe there's something. um... I think that was my answer as to why I don't, I no longer feel this and the podcast are that where I no longer actually, where I feel like I, I'm not, I'm not seeking a creative outlet so much anymore. And mm-hmm. I do, I do woodworking projects from time to time that I all design with no knowledge or like any, any training that I, I do really enjoy that. So I like, I'm totally down for a creative challenge. You could even just give me something that I, that you wouldn't think I would even enjoy doing. All right. Here's my creative challenge for you. And I, I actually think, uh, 
I, I have now I have a bunch. Now I have a bunch. Okay. So here here's creative challenge one. I want you to artist date yourself. And I want you to do because you are someone who consumes a lot of different art, but I want you to do it if you can uh give yourself an artist date and maybe afterwards uh maybe archive how you feel see if that see if see if you can embrace some boredom that would so see how it does for you yeah i do definitely feel like i need to i i'm always moving from one thing to the other and if i'm not doing anything i'm listening to a podcast so what i can you define that a bit more? Because like to me, I could just say, okay, I'll watch a movie. Well, right. You know what? And I think, I don't know if that's a bad thing though. You know, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad, like I wouldn't want to tell you to not watch a movie because right. I think, you know, that could be tremendously inspiring. It's, you know what, Cole? I, I don't think I, you know what? Here's something, even though I, I spent the whole podcast talk, talking about how, flummoxed I was by creativity you know for the past 10 years now it's been something that I have actively kind of figured out refined for myself what you know even though I talked about the erotic poem thing and was like oh this was a big revel I kind of knew that was going to happen um I remember some great advice a friend once gave me when I was struggling to write was he was like oh well, go find something to be inspired with and and I knew what that meant and it was I had to, you know, I was writing sketch comedy. I was doing sketch comedy at the time and I have to go find a sketch troupe that I really liked and stop watching sketch troupes I didn't like. And then once I did that, it was incredibly inspiring. And I would, was obsessed with watching, you know, uh, Baroness Von, uh, whatever the fuck they are, that, and, and, and Whitest Kids, and, you know, and I like, so I don't know if you even, have I think I took for granted that whole speech with that I'm kind of used to knowing where my my inspiration centers come from. You know, I've stretched those muscles. I wonder if if you even know if you're like, okay, it's not an active muscle you've worked. Like maybe for you, watching a certain movie isn't gonna get you going, but maybe going for a walk will, or maybe jerking off will, or maybe there's a thing that you know you or or watching this, you know, playing this video game gets you really jazzed up and makes you want to bring that to the podcast. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So I think maybe a, like, I think something I could do that I wouldn't normally do. Cause I watch, I'll watch sketch comedy. I'll watch movies is maybe I should find a YouTube channel that I like, or like a, a, a podcast that I like that I would never listen to otherwise, or just like search through, things that I would normally consider to be a waste of time, like most of YouTube. Right. It's tough though, too, though, Cole, because you actually, you read a ton. You do that stuff a ton. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know. Maybe, maybe just, embrace, just, maybe just sit in a room. <laughs> sit in a room in the dark for three hours. Yeah. Embrace boredom. Just. I think, I think embracing boredom is probably a good idea. I think okay. how about, I say I, I, my, my inclination is to do two hours, which to me means I should do three hours. But three hours of what? Just doing nothing? nothing? Yeah. Ah, fucking God bless you, man. I say <laughs> do half an hour, but. Half, I mean, I'll do a half hour. I, like, yeah, I'll, I'll turn off my phone. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do three hours because. Go that's for a walk while you want. do it then. Okay, yeah, I'll count. Walking is fine, but not running. Yeah, not running. Okay. okay. Is there a part two? The part two was about how you, uh, I, I, I think I can't give you the part two because it was a, it was going to be what that did for you. And my worry is that it's going to do nothing. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Well, we can, we can always expand on that next week. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we we'll definitely come back to creativity because it, yeah. it is the thing that makes me hard and soft. Which is, but never medium. But never medium. Hmm. Okay, well, let's, we really mind that. Let's, let's check in with our goals. 
I have a quick check-in for mine. Great. I ran a 5K. Hey. Hated it. No, it was it was okay. <laughs> um, it was. I ended up. It was 30 minutes. It was 30. It was 30 minutes and 30 seconds around there. So I've got two and a half minutes I need to shave off, which I think I can pretty much. I can really do. I, I think the 5K is more about once I start walking, I need to have a better barometer for when I could start running again. Like when mm. I'm ready to get to turn it back on and I can play with starting out. I started out on like a nine minute mile pace. Maybe I could play with going, starting out on my full mile pace and then doing the same walk after who knows, I might be in the same fatigue state as the nine minute with it and then need to walk after versus a seven minute need to walk after. And then I would have gained two minutes. I can't tell you. Yeah. I'll, uh, I, I don't, I may, I'll do another 5k. Maybe, maybe I'll do like a 5k a month until I get the mile down. Did you get any song fatigue? I listened to a podcast. Interesting. Uh, and then I, I ran a mile too just yesterday and I, the wrong song played for one. So I didn't know where I was. Mm-hmm. And I ended up with, so I, I ended up losing four seconds but I still had a lot. I, I still, I definitely like what didn't go as hard as I could have. So I think that was, might've been even better for me in the long run. Cause I, I, I only was four seconds behind, but I, I felt like I could have gone harder. I mean, I think as long as, you know, you just showing up to do it to me feels huge. Whatever your time is, like, it feels like it'll naturally go, to, you know? Yeah. Uh, and my dishes, I have been, I have been doing the dishes every night. That's awesome. Yeah. It feels, it's nice. I, I, I've, I'm enjoying it, honestly. Those are my check-ins. Okay. Well, my check-in. Wait, actually one more check-in. Okay. I got the pea protein. It's terrible, but I've, I've, I've dealt with bad protein in the past. So I just, I just put it down, but it's, it's not good. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So my check-in is interesting because again, I don't have my weightlifting check-ins on the app, but they, they've kind of just been the, there's just been a bunch of, of different dietary and, and, and lifting ones that I need to readjust. Before I get to that, I'm going to say Japanese. Um, I've kind of fallen off with, and I don't know if I care. Um, and the other stuff, I'm flossing and doing dishes uh, at a, a good enough rate that I'm happy. The uh, Japanese, we were gonna, you were going to do just once a week for an hour. So Yeah, I was going to do once a week for an hour. Are you, but- are you saying you might not do the hour? Uh, I, I think right now at this point, um, I, I kind of was compensating with that by doing four days of 15 minutes. Um, but I haven't, so maybe on Sunday I'll do it for an hour, but I would like you to try that. Cause like, it's so there's nothing, it feels great to just give up on learning a language, but I don't know if this is like the best thing. <laughs> like I, I, like I'm, I'm pretty like anti learning languages unless like your loved one isn't a native speaker or something. Cause like we're, we're, we should be grateful that we speak the most spoken language in the world. And anytime you go to like France or something, they feel they're like, stop trying to speak French. Just like, it's feel like it's, it's, um, it's, we're almost pandering. I don't know. Cool. And it takes it's so long. Take. It's a hot take. Sure. But that, and that's, that's why I'm going, that's why I'm going against my hot take to say, I, I would like for you to, like you were into Japanese at a time. I would like for you to f- continue to foster that a little bit. Okay. For you, I'll do an hour on Sunday and uh, see how I feel. It's going to be a bitch, but if you're going to do three hours of nothing, I could do one hour <laughs> of Japanese. But my, so my weightlifting stuff, um, I'm at an interesting point. Uh, I never wanted to be so public about, you know, I, I was losing weight. Um, I've actually gotten to an interesting point where I am now ahead of my weight loss schedule. I'm not going to say what I, what, what my goals are um, yet uh, in terms of that, but I've actually gotten to the point where um, I think I'm losing weight too fast and I kind of want to make sure I'm not losing any muscle and I'm getting in enough protein and I'm getting in enough calories. Uh, for anyone who's looking to lose weight, uh, I the secret 100 billion percent is to walk 10,000 steps a day if you have the time. I'd uh, say the, the, the first secret is to eat well, and then it's the walking. You know, so here's the thing. Um, of course. But so what's happened is that my diet, I now 
because of because I work out and because I walk, I now have a reserve 700 calories per day. I can't even fill them anymore. That's what I'm saying. I'm losing too much weight. Mm. So I don't even like right now my diet is like totally chill. You know, I'm not even counting calories and I still I think really, 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 if you really, really, really want. Yeah, the seat it's I don't know, like it's get yourself out of a bad eating cycle is you're right, is number one. And then number two is is walking, at least for me. But once I left that bad, like now that I'm in like a a good enough eating cycle, it, it's not even hard. Like I seriously, like I need to get more calories. I'm I'm afraid I'm gonna lose too much muscle. So I'm 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 kind of readjusting on that. I think I am gonna add the hundred grams of protein to my thing because I want to make sure I I've done that. And then uh, as far as my workouts themselves, I think I need to you know I'm still working out every day, but it, it's just I, I need like if fucking someone made an app that just told me that I could just program my workouts in and then it like, but it did it from like, you know, just a button. I I'd be set, you know, it just, but instead I just have this one app that does that, but it's a shittier workout. Anyway, I'll figure it out. Okay. So you're going to add, you're going to get like whey protein or, or you're going to like eat almonds or something. I don't know. I think I'm just going to, instead of counting calories, I think I'm just going to track. I'm going to make sure I hit hundred grams of protein. Okay. Cool. Uh, do you also, you, last week you said, uh, maybe read sometimes if you, if you read sometimes. Oh, yeah. right. Uh, not yet. Okay. Not we'll, yet. We'll, we'll get into that. It was a maybe read sometimes with a question mark. So I guess you're, you're, you're killing it. Okay. Well, next week we're going to do sleeping and I've been reading about it and it's, uh, it's pretty jarring how important sleep is. That's what I've been reading too. I'm excited to get into it because I've, I've learned a lot and I'm like 60 pages into this book. That's 300 pages. I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm actually taking notes and such. Uh Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm putting stars next to things that I'm going to talk about on the podcast, but I'm excited to get into sleeping next week. Cause it's a lot. It's something that I feel like we didn't realize we knew a lot about that we've just only recently, like in the past decade, learned a lot, learned the answers to. Ooh. Maybe not how to sleep. Uh, not not yet, but like the why is terrifying. Is terrifying. All right. Well, I, in a way, I, yeah. You you have to tune into this one, yeah. folks. Find out why sleep is killing your gains or not killing your gains. Lack of sleep. Yeah. Um, well. Those are all the goals, and Cole will be bored for three hours next week. It all, yeah, full circle again. Bye-bye. See ya.